0: Hi, it's Neil here with episode 48 of the Tutor Podcast. The Monday morning shot of Uncommon Sense aimed at helping you to start, grow and love your tutoring and coaching business. Now, today I'm going to be mulling over developing your business mindset because with my background and contacts, which is mostly music teachers, I'm a guitar teacher myself, there's a pervasive feeling that somehow the business side of it is very much the the poor relation to the technical skills and the knowledge of what we actually teach and what we do. So I think because my background originally is in business, there might be something useful you could take out of this. I hope so. That's what I'm here to do. So let's get cracking. The very first thing, and this goes out especially to those of us involved in music and the arts and humanities, is profit is not a dirty word. There's an old idea kicking around that it, somehow if you're making money out of your art, just, you're not a proper artist that is somehow prostituting your art or you, you're polluting it with the money. I think this is totally bogus. I think it's bullshit on stilts and I think it's pretentious nonsense propagated by people who are maybe not doing as well as you are. If you happen to be shut in a room with somebody who talks this kind of crap at you, get out of the room. It's not the right room for you. Get into a room where people are happy for you to make money out of your art and out of your passion, Uh, preferably people who are making a lot of you because they'll encourage you to make more money. You become socialised to accept the values of your peer group. So a little side point here is get around people who are making lots and lots of money if you're the richest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Go and find another room. So my second point after the profit rant is get serious about your business. You may be a math teacher, a guitar teacher, a singing teacher, a piano teacher, a clarinet teacher, whatever on earth you are. Give equal precedence to the fact that you're a business person. Get as serious about running your business as you were about learning the the content, if you like, the technical skills of your field of expertise. If you're not serious about it, you're kind of just mucking about and the chances are it won't go so well for you. So stay tuned. If that's just alienated you, that's probably the biggest reason in the world you should be listening to the rest of this podcast. Point three then, is although you get serious about your business, always remember it's just a game. If it all crashes and burns around you, so what? It doesn't matter. It's just business. It's not personal. It's not about you. And it's not about me. It's just a game. Keep that playful mindset going throughout everything you do, and it will serve you well. It'll keep you sane. I can't really say it'll keep you sensible. It doesn't seem to work for me. I just become more and more optimistic and more and more enthusiastic about it as the years go by. But I'm just playing a game. I'm playing a game with, I think, evading capture by a real job. That would probably be the nicest way I could describe it. How I see working for myself and getting paid for teaching guitar at the moment. So it's just a game. Keep on playing the game. Know the rules of the game. Find out how your business actually works and then figure out how to use the rules and the principles underlying that to do it even better. Now, after you've accepted it, it's just a game. I want you to bear in mind that everything you do is just a test. Whatever you're doing at the moment, if it's working for you, you are successfully test it day by day. If it's not working for you, go and test something else. Because if it's not working, almost anything else will work better. Otherwise, you'll just spend time proving that what you're currently doing and what you're continuing to do, Doesn't work. Go and test something else. This gives you incredible flexibility because at any point in time, you can pivot. You can go and do something else. You can test a second business model. You can test another business completely. You can test different ways of advertising, different ways of marketing, different ways of positioning yourself, different ways of getting out there and being known. Keep testing. And of course, The great thing about testing is it's a neutral process. You have an idea, you test it. If it works, great, you keep it. If not, meh, so what? You were only testing. It kind of decouples your ego from getting hurt by your brilliant idea not falling on its arse because you put your heart and soul into it. Remember, everything is a test, so keep on testing. Following hard on the heels of everything's a test. I want you to keep on learning. Keep learning, guys. It's the hallmark of greatness, I suppose. If You look at all of the people through history who've really had an impact. They all seem to have been great readers, autodidacts, constantly working to improve themselves and to do what they do better. Work at least as hard on yourself as you do on your business. By which I mean, invest the time and money to educate yourself, to keep on developing yourself, learn new skills, add new tricks and things into your skills bag, if you like. Uh, guitarists have an idea of called a trick bag. It's all your riffs and your techniques and your twiddly bits and all the cool stuff that we guitarists have nicked from each other over the years. The more of those you have in your bag, the more you can sort of reach in and grab on at any point in time. So you have to keep on learning. Keep developing yourself and do that daily. Put the time aside every day to read for 30 minutes or something. If you're really pressed, leave a non-fiction book next to the toilet so you at least have five minutes of quiet time while you're having a dump. This isn't rocket science, guys. Go, or almost go to the University of Armitage shanks if you want to do. Okay, next up, six, point number six. Develop some routines for yourself. The number of Teachers that I know who are just out of control is crazy. They're dashing from one point to the next, trying to fit gigs in around, a teaching schedule. Everything's a juggle for themselves. They don't have a set program, a set routine that just runs their life for them. I'm pretty serious about what I do. I do the exact opposite of what some of my peers do. And I'll start work at 2.30 every day and I'll work solid. I'll book myself absolutely solid back to back with students here at home until about 10 o'clock in the evening. I know that I'm working when everybody else is having leisure time. This is actually good for me, by the way, because it keeps me at the pub, stops me getting into trouble. It makes me a little bit isolated, so there's a downside to it, but I'm comfortable with my own company. And of course, because of my two rules, which is rule number one, don't do things that make you unhappy. And rule number two is don't deal with tossers. And by definition, I'm spending seven and a half, eight hours a day doing what I love with people I really like. I'm doing it all at home. That's my routine. Some days I start very early in the morning. Some days I don't. Some days I might work almost straight for 14 hours. But I will allow myself a half an hour lunch break. So Don't get too worried about me. I'll be okay. Now, as well as having a sort of daily routine and a a program for what you're going to do, build some systems. Set the time aside as you're taking care of business. Build some systems so you have a, if you like, a crib sheet for how to punch invoices. Maybe you've got a a blurb sheet on how to do your bank reconciliation if you're not employing a bookkeeper or an accountant to do it for you. Build a system for cleaning up the teaching room when you're finished. Build a system for checking the electrical devices you use so that they're all pat-tested and safe. Have systems in place. If you happen to run a customer relationship manager, a CRM software package on your computer, put your students into it. Put the routine tasks that your business will have to do in as a part of your Google Calendar or into your CRM or into your paper diary if you're using that. But the more systems you have, the less you have to carry around in your head. Now, I did a blog post about the Zyganik effect last week on my personal blog, the Thursday thesis, which is at neilcamado.com. And the zyganic effect... It's strongly suggestive that the more unfinished tasks you have on your, in your mind at any one point in time, the poorer your memory will be and the lower your performance will be in demanding tasks. So by having a system where most things get, ha- get handled by autopilot, I'm actually taking the load off of my own mind and effectively farming it out to a bit of software or a sheet of paper. So... The more systems you have, the more likely you are to be able to handle point number eight, which is this. Know your numbers. You must know the numbers that run your business. You must know your revenue, your costs, and ultimately your profit, because otherwise you're just guessing. I'm not very comfortable with guessing. When things run out of control for me, I find it very difficult to to cope with. And particularly because of my property business, I need to know what my income is when I'm looking at financing another property, another acquisition. I need to know those numbers. I think we all should know the numbers because if we're not monitoring them, how are we going to improve our performance? How are we going to figure out how to generate more and know when we're doing it? So Always know your numbers. Keep on top of them. Keep monitoring. Keep checking. Now, here's a very contentious one for us tutors it's point number nine on my list and it's this when you were working work hard what i mean by this is extract the maximum value from your time uh, a couple of shows ago we did scheduling the joy of scheduling i love scheduling because i love to cram all my students in one after another um, it's almost like a production line mindset where as one student leaves, the next one's coming in, they're changing over. And it's it works very well. It's quite a fast system, but it allows me to get more students through during the course of the day. And focus, my head doesn't come up once it's in the work zone. Well, work zone, it should, it probably should be play zone actually for me. So i work long hours at what I do and i work hard while I'm at it because let's say i take a half an hour break to go and have a cup of coffee upstairs in the kitchen or in the office. If I take that time out of my available teaching time, that cup of coffee is costing me a great deal more than if I'd gone out to the most expensive coffee shop in town and had the biggest coffee on the menu. So all the time that I'm not face-to-face with students I consider to be a drag... So during my working hours, I'll spend as much time as I can with students, generating revenue and helping them get the results they want. Now, I work really, really hard, and I work long hours. But I want you to bear in mind, this is not because I have to, it's because I absolutely love every minute of it. I haven't done a day's work in 10 years since I went full-time guitar teaching, and it's just great, great fun. If you don't enjoy the teaching experience, I think that's all the more reason to work your ass off at it. Because if you do that, you can spend less and less time teaching for the same amount of money. Because you won't have any void, you won't have any dead time. So work hard at it, because it can be really well paid, hard work, or it can be okay paid, really hard work, and you get to choose. Now, when you've worked and worked and worked, play as hard as you work. Now, I must confess that I'm not particularly good at this. I love being busy. I love being involved. I don't see much of a difference between what I do for a living, my work life, if you like, and and my leisure life. they, They overlap to such a vast degree. There's almost no space between them. For most people, it's prudent and wise to take time off and get right the hell away from your teaching room, away from your business. Spend time with your significant other and your family. I'm in the unenviable position at the moment of having a teenage son who's just all over the map, and we're not spending as much time together as we did when he was a small boy, which is entirely normal and natural as he finds out who he really is and how he wants to move through the world. But when he was a smaller boy, nothing took the time out from when, by routine, I would be spending time with my son. So although I say work hard, I also want you to remember the other things in your life you should have a first point demand on your time. Nothing takes the place of your family. However much you love your work, nothing's going to take the place of your kids. And bear that in mind. Finally then, point 11 for me is celebrate it. Yeah, you're in business for yourself. Congratulations. You don't have a boss apart from the psychopath sitting at your desk every morning telling you all the stuff you've got to get during during the course of the day. Whatever boss you've had before is probably not going to be as deranged and loony as you are or as I am. But bear in mind... If you're getting paid for doing what you love day in, day out, you're one of the luckiest people alive, my friend. So Celebrate it every day. Be grateful for having the opportunity of sharing your skills, your knowledge, your passion for your subject with the people that you like to do business with. Remember my two golden rules are don't do stuff that doesn't make you happy and don't deal with tosses. If you're living your life by those two things, your life's probably way better than the life of most of the people around you. Celebrate yourself, celebrate what you do. You're in a good place if you're getting paid for doing what you love. And I'll say again, if that's how your life and your teaching business looks, you are one of the luckiest people alive. Okay, cool. So if you've got all of those things in your business mindset, you're probably going to have a good, survival, long-term career within the teaching business. I'm 10 years in full time, 20 years were now along the journey, the first 10 years were built around jobs in finance and being a partner in a music shop and the last 10 years have just been a right. they've gone so fast, I can't think I've done any work and all I seem to have done is laugh, play with my friends and constantly be amazed by the stream of dosh that keeps coming through the door, it works guys. Get your mindset in the right place. Everything else tends to line up behind it. So have a listen again to those points and let me know what catches your ear in this episode. And if you adopt any of those ideas, how it works for you, just email me at info at neilcamado.com. And I'm more than happy to talk and listen to you guys because I'm here to help. There was nothing like this podcast available when I started out in the teaching business. I wish there had been. It would have made life a lot easier. So this is actually me talking back to myself 20 years ago, saying, look, you can do it. Get your business head on. Get moving. Believe in yourself. You can do it. So what about next episode? Well, next episode, I'm going to be talking about a subject that's come up on one of the guitar teaching forums with other tutors this weekend. It's something that I put a poll out what was the biggest obstacle to your students making advances in their playing? And someone immediately added lack of practice. What was striking to me was I didn't really think that was a big deal because I don't appear to have a problem getting my students to practice. They seem to enjoy it. We, we tend to do fun-packed things that they want to learn to play. And I'm generally... Dealing with people who are highly motivated to learn. So, what's going on in the other businesses? I don't actually know. But what I will do is share everything I think I know and everything I understand about getting the buggers to practice because it is the bane of many tutors' lives. So, join me on that episode. It could be a bit of a riot. We'll see. Till then, if you haven't already done so, subscribe to the Tutor Podcast and get all the updates and tips so that you can start, grow, and love your tutoring business the way I love mine. And join me next week. I am Neil Camado, and this is The Tudor Podcast. Have a fabulous day.